Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, have you got all your shopping done? We're, it's the last weekend before Christmas. Oh, hardly. <laughs> we'll see you out in the fray a little bit today. Oh, well, you know, it is the weekend before Christmas, and, and uh, uh, at least to me, this is a happy time of year, and, and it's not, I mean, and that's true whether people have completed their shopping or not, but, you know, sometimes uh, the anticipation of a holiday is joyous. You know, it's sort of like the anticipation to, uh, b- before a, a really uh, significant vacation or the in- or the like of but of course this is also more than that because uh, it it is a happy time it's a celebration time uh, it, it's um, it's all about family uh, and being together and celebrating uh, for most of us, are celebrating the birth of Christ, uh, but for others, it's you know their own religious holiday, and for others, it's just a wonderful time of year. And so, uh, I, I hope and wish for everyone that they take advantage of this time of year. Um, and of course, I realize that uh, that there are lots of uh, well, I actually, I suspect there won't be lots of neighborhood parties and and church parties and things like that, but um, uh, but uh, there will be family gatherings, even if they're not the normal uh, Christmas uh, gatherings that we have enjoyed. Maybe by next year we'll be back to uh, the 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 uh, neighborhood and church and other friends gathering. Um, you know, one of the, the fun things that uh, I think is a new tradition um, that uh, my I didn't get to enjoy, but I know that uh, my son and his uh, wife and other uh, folks from the office enjoyed a, a Friendsgiving, and it was after Thanksgiving. It was just a wonderful time. It was sort of like a Thanksgiving for, for friends instead of families, and, and I... Uh, th- that's new to me, I'm, I, but I think it's such a wonderful idea, and it's it's the kind of thing where, truthfully, we should find several times during the year to, <laughs> to do that. Uh, but this is a happy time of year, and I just hope for those uh, who will, by necessity, be traveling, uh, this is sort of a scary time for that, but uh, I think it's it's we can take safety precautions, and as long as we're patient uh, and realize that the lines are going to be long and things uh, will not go as planned, uh, that things will work out for us, and that uh, is really uh, important as well. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to actually talk about is the fact that, um, it, you know, in the next week, uh, and hopefully for a number of days for most of us, we will be with family. And th- this is uh, a, a really important time for us as family. 
uh, and we can blow it or we can use it. <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact is that if, if we stay glued to our smartphones, uh, and uh, then obviously we really won't be utilizing the, t- the time. Uh, uh, to be together and to do things together, whether it's in the kitchen or whether it's uh, watching football games or watching Hallmark movies or, or whatever. But the, to me, it's the, it, it is the time to be together and it's the time to talk. Uh, because, you, you know, at least with the advent of smartphones, um, people are talking less. And hopefully Zoom has helped that a little bit, and and all of the you know all of the, those kind of things. But the fact is that you know one of the most disappointing things to me to see is to see a family or a couple or even friends uh, in a restaurant, uh, and everybody has a smartphone out. And they're not talking to each other. They're basically paying attention to whatever. And, and they're texting friends and they're doing other stuff, but they're not paying attention to the person right across the table from them. And I see that more and more, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's disappointing. Uh, you know, it's the fact like we can't talk to each other, and we need to find a way to put those phones down, you know, to call them off limits, you know, particularly when we gather around the table and, and those kinds of things. Uh, and I hope people will do that. Uh, but the, to me, this is also a really, really important time when we get together with parents and grandparents or on the opposite side, when we get together with children and grandchildren, um, that it, it's time to observe. It, you know, it's time to observe those relationships. It's time uh, to observe. Uh, 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 observe how our parents and grandparents are faring, you know, and and to, and to have conversations around that. But um, you, you know, it's one thing to be close and to see people every day, and it's a totally different thing to see our loved ones only once or twice or three times a year. And actually, there's an advantage to those folks who uh, are not around every day. Because when you're around every day, sometimes it's difficult to see abrupt changes, if you will. But those folks who come in for a visit at Thanksgiving or Christmas um, and they haven't seen a loved one for months or possibly even half a year or a whole year, it's far more evident when they can observe um, uh, the fact that a loved one is not faring as well. And there, I mean, it could be personality changes, it could be mood swings, it could be the fact that short-term memory is becoming an issue, or it could be just confusion or, or the opposite, lucidity. Uh, has changed uh, significantly, or uh, frailty. And this is um, a time to make those observations and then to do something about it. But I will also have to warn people 
that how you approach this time can be a very delicate thing, and it's important for folks not only to observe, but it's it's you don't want to be the bull in the market. You basically want to approach these conversations in the right way because the fact is, if you approach these conversations in the wrong way, you're you will have missed. The, you will strike out. <laughs> so. Um, uh, so uh, let's do this. I, I know that uh, we need to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how important the approach is, uh, it, it, what, no matter which end of the conversation you're on. I look forward to that because that is a key element when it comes to, as you said, making these observations and also thinking about conversations, important conversations to have over the holidays as we see family that maybe we haven't seen in some time. If you want to learn more information about Bill or maybe schedule an appointment to speak with him, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. Dot com is Bill's website. From there, you can book an appointment to speak with him, or you can find information about Bill's free webinars. Bill does this the second Wednesday of every month. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to find out more information if you're interested in learning more about the subjects of long-term care assistance and financial assistance that may be available to you or to a loved one. This is a great way to learn more. Or if you're interested in learning about asset protection and trust planning, you've got two wonderful opportunities to learn from Bill for free. Go online to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. All you need is an electronic device with an internet connection and an email address, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com is the place to go. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and you can learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website if you want to find more information. Today we're talking, well, right now about important conversations to have over the holidays with loved ones that maybe we haven't seen in some time. And Bill, we, you were hinting at uh, our approach to these conversations is, is maybe more important than the conversations themselves. Well, in some ways they are. And, and what I want folks to realize is that the approach that I'm actually talking about works both ways. It, I mean, it's the kind of thing where if you're in the older generation, it, it should be, in essence, the same approach to your children and grandchildren. But if you're in the younger generation approaching your seniors, you know, whether uh, uh, – or it could be that it's simply an appropriate conversation because when I say seniors, I'm, I'm not saying that this is because they're 
frail and not lucid and having memory issues and the like. It might be part of the problem or part of what you observe, but it's not necessarily. These conversations are important regardless, if you really think about it, and Christmas is a wonderful time to have them. So what's the approach? The approach it starts with what is it that people want to think about themselves? Uh, I mean, and this is true for you, Jason. It's true for me. It's true for our children. It's true for our parents. And that is we all want to be independent. You know, that's it's an American trait. We pride ourselves on being independent. It's not true of all cultures. Some in some cultures, family is far more important than self. Okay? But Americans want independence and they want control. And this is something we want control over our lives. We want control over our money and our property uh, that we've worked so hard uh, for. Uh, we don't, uh, I mean, we want to see our children succeed and our grandchildren. Uh, and we don't want to be a burden on our children or grandchildren. Uh, as children don't want to be a burden on their parents either, or at least we hope not. <laughs> and um, the fact is that, uh, but you have to understand that 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 independence and control means what? We we don't need your help, right? It means we can do this by ourselves, uh, or I can do this by myself. I can manage my money. I can spend my money the way I want to. I can do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, and you don't need to be involved in this, right? I mean, that's where we're starting from, right? So with that in mind, the approach is how can I help? How can I help you stay independent? How can I help you stay in control? And there may be a time where you really aren't needed, but the fact is, is there may very well be a time when you are needed. And so the part of the approach is starting early. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is so that your loved one knows that you're willing to help in a positive way and not a negative way early on, so that they're more likely to embrace you as someone who will help them stay independent and stay in control for themselves. Now, uh, you know, as at, even on the opposite, you know, for seniors looking down towards their children and grandchildren, it's pretty much the same thing. We, we don't want them to be parasites. We don't want them to be dependent upon us when they grow up. Uh, we don't want them to be leeches. <laughs> we want our children to be what? Independent and, and in control and good managers and taking responsibility for themselves and their family. I mean, that's what we want, isn't it? So, I mean, when we have this conversation towards our children and grandchildren, it's sort of like, 
how can we help you be independent and in control and help you understand how to manage if that's, you know, because as parents, we want to teach our children uh, where we can. And all of us have strengths and weaknesses, uh, and it's not necessarily, and if you can keep money out of the equation, that's even better. It's not like, how can I help you with money? It's how can I help you? You know, how can I help you achieve your goals on your own? Uh, you know, uh, to, to a- accomplish your objectives, whatever they are, uh, as opposed to what we necessarily envision or want for our children. It's, I mean, sometimes our children will surprise us and go in a completely different direction than what we anticipate or or what we would like to see but the whole point is they have to find themselves and they have to find what really is meaningful to them so again the same question is how can i help you yeah you know uh and hopefully it's not about how can i help you with money it's how can i help you with information it's how can i be here to support you emotionally how can i uh you know how can i be here for you uh, in a very positive way. So it's the approach and the early the, these conversations can take place, the better. But the, the point is this, is if the approach is do what I say, you, you, that gets nowhere. I think we all have seen that. If the approach is uh, Mom, you're screwing up. You, you know you're being taken advantage of. You're not managing your money correctly. Uh, we need to come in and take over. That ain't gonna get it either. <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? And and so it it really comes down with a soft sell, if you will, uh, where. Uh, but you also have to have the conversations. It's not all about the approach the approach is simply important so that people do what they listen because if you use the wrong approach what do people do they just cut you off or they uh, ignore what you're saying and it never it's not processed you know one of the things that it is a, a really important trait that people uh, seem to not be taught very well is how to listen. And listening is really, from my perspective, it, it's important in my trade. It's important as family members. It's, it's the kind of thing that if we think we have the answer before we listen to, to what the question is, then obviously we're going in the wrong direction and so you know before there's any any conversation there has to be a a a, a listening post uh, uh so that you can actually talk about the things that are important to people understanding their needs and their desires goes a long way so yes listening is very key to that and having these conversations and as you said bill the approach to these conversations is uh, a place of empathy and how can i help how can i help you is the right approach to have don't forget if you want to learn more about bill maybe you're interested in attending one of his webinars or you want to schedule an appointment to speak with him maybe you've got some planning that you've been putting off or some documents that you'd like to have reviewed go to wga law 
Bill.com if you would like to schedule an appointment with Bill, or you can also call the office. That phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000, or if you're interested in attending either of Bill's webinars, one on long-term care assistance that may be available to you through Medicaid or with VA benefits, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. It's free to do so, free to register, free to attend, and you get to learn more from Bill, who does a wonderful job of explaining these subjects to you. WGALaw.com to learn more. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. If you want to learn more about him, be sure to go to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. Find out about his free webinars. Click on the seminars button at WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander on the weekend before Christmas, and we're discussing important conversations to have with with loved ones and also observations that we can make. And when it comes to having the maybe challenging conversations, as some might put it, the approach, Bill, is, is so key, as, as you detailed earlier. Well, there, there actually is one other piece that I think is important during the holidays because, uh, frankly, uh, the holidays are not necessarily all happy times for everyone. You know, for, uh, for a lot of folks, that, that is the way it is. But, you know, um, for a lot of folks, the holidays also is a time of sadness, uh, particularly if we've lost a loved one uh, and um, we've always had them uh, for the holidays and now we don't. You know, that sort of thing uh, oftentimes can um, uh, bring a, a time where it, it's a, a time of mourning uh, of what we've lost. And what I would say is that that's where it can be tricky, if you will, and it's, it's important uh, that we are respectful of, of that. Uh, but it's also the kind of thing where don't ignore it. In fact, from my perspective, it, it's the kind of thing where it helps a lot uh, to celebrate, um, not the loss, but so celebrate the life. Uh, that has been lost and and that can be funny stories it can be you know remember this time or that the the life that was lived and all of the good that was done but the fact is is that uh, it helps to bring someone who is sad uh, have having lost a loved one it it helps to bring them out of that funk to where they realize that there's still a lot to celebrate and to celebrate not only their loved one but to celebrate the family that they still have uh, and you know the fact is if that if you're totally alone this holiday 
then guess what? It's time to not only celebrate the lost life, but to celebrate yourself. You know, raise a glass, if you will. So, I mean, I think that's really important for us to see uh, about ourselves and our loved ones because, and, and to recognize that we really do need to approach those who have lost a loved one, uh, even if it was a number of years ago, that we uh, do it in, in, in a way that is respectful, first of all, but also celebratory uh, as well. Because the more you celebrate, the, that is something that I think is, is really important and helpful to all of us. Um, so now, let's get in to the important conversations. I mean, that's where we started this program. And, uh, it, you know, uh, it, it's the kind of thing that ex is extremely helpful. Now, the fact is, is that most of these conversations people tend to avoid uh, like the plague. <laughs> you know, it's like, I I'm wanting to celebrate. Let's, you know, I want to watch the football game. I want to do this. I want, you know, I, I don't have time for this conversation. It it's just a it's just an avoidance mechanism, and you got to bring it back around. It's like, no, this is something I need to know to help you. This is all right. So, where do you start? Well, there are lots of different starting points, and it really just depends on where the conversation has been and where it might go. But one is, hey, you know, you know what? If things don't go right, what what are your health? choices what do you want for yourself how do you want to be cared for what's really important in your life uh, as it relates to what makes you tick and and what you know in my trust-based planning uh, I like to have what's called disability planning and in fact uh, it, it, I have orphan clients uh, those who don't have family uh, that the disability plan is really important to them because they don't have a spouse and they don't have children. But even those who are married uh, and have children need a disability plan, not for your spouse, but for your kids. Because, And this is why this conversation is important. It's not about your spouse. It's about the conversation with your children, dad or mom. What, do you, what would you want if your health declines, or if you you know your your you know if the health is already in decline, it's like you're going to need some help to stay independent. You're going to need some help with things, and we want to be there for you to help you stay independent. But you have to tell us what you want, so if we end up in charge, we can make sure that you still get what you desire, that you still get what you want. Now, the fact is, is this is where a conversation can get real because, guess what, sometimes what we want and what we can actually do is two different things. All right, so, I mean, guaranteed, all of us would say, knee-jerk, I don't ever want to be in a nursing home. Don't you ever put me in a nursing home. And of course, the, the fact is, is that nursing care tends to be a situation that is totally out of our control. Uh, and any family member that 
promise, promises, legitimately promises, no, that'll never happen, we will never do that, we will always see that you're not. Now, if you can actually make that happen, wonderful. I'm impressed, I am enamored with people who actually can commit to that, but that is a rarity. Um, in terms of sometimes people are so sick it's impossible to keep them safe at home and well cared for. Now, truthfully, anybody who ha can afford it is going to be cared for better uh, at home than in any facility. I mean, that's just the... But, but the point is, is that... Um, the, the question needs to be asked. And of course, there are lots of other healthcare questions, and, and it comes down to not only what would you want your healthcare agent to do so that we can do what you would want done, and to have questions about, you know, what if you lose your memory? What if you become uh, totally uh, frail and bedridden, or if you, you know, what what would you want us to do? But part of that discussion is is also what are the positive things that you want? What can we make sure that you have? Because all of us are different when it comes to that, and and there are lots of different things that make us tick, if you will. And you, it part. I mean, this is sound sounds funny. Uh, but, uh, I'll, and I'll just ask the question to you, Jason. It's like, okay, what is something that might be important to you that you do every day? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> That's a, an unfair question. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. You eat, yeah. and you make choices in your food, do you not? Absolutely. And, and sometimes you make choices that you don't like, but you're just sort of forced into it. And other times you make choices that are fabulous and that you love it and that i probably should have <laughs> that's exactly right but i mean when you're a when when you're an old fart you can have anything you want anytime you want whether it's good for you or not did you know that <laughs> i did not <laughs> now if you're not quite into that league yes you should have a good diet and you uh, you know you you should lay off certain things but but um because some things are good for us, some things are not. And we know we're supposed to lose weight and exercise and all that good stuff. But, you know, so we'll, we'll give a check mark to the doctors and then do what? We're going to do what we want to do and what's, you know. And, but what I'm getting at is food is important to all of us. And you know what? There are foods that you love that I don't, and I, there are foods that I love that you could care less about. And the point is, is that, you know what, our, our spouse knows all this stuff, but our children don't, okay? You know, and, and sometimes they know a little bit, but they don't know as much as they think they do. And that's why these conversations are so important because our, we don't know as much about our children as we think we do, and our children certainly don't know as much about us as they think they do. <laughs> okay. Now, some of the stuff, it might be uh, uh, simple in terms of I enjoy a glass of wine every evening, or for me, a uh, 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 glass of scotch that I enjoy, a particular brand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or 
for me, uh, oftentimes I love Klondike bars. I just do, and I, I enjoy those, good or bad, okay? Um, I enjoy certain types of, of um, you know, I enjoy certain types of, uh, I love steaks and lamb and, and things like that, and I love barbecue, even though I'm not supposed to have it. Um, so, you know, it's the kind of thing where um, food can be important, but sometimes other things can be important. I, I know for a lot of ladies, they want, they enjoy their friends, they enjoy their church, they want to make darn sure that somebody takes them to church, to their garden club, bridge club, book club, you name it club, where they get together with their friends, and that's important to them. It's part of their lifestyle. So how can you make sure that mama gets there? <laughs> you see where, where I'm coming from? It's not a matter of just making sure that mama is housed safely. Uh, it's a matter of how do we make her happy? How do we keep her feeling independent, feeling in control? Those are important things um, as it relates to our conversation. So health issues are important to embrace and have those conversations, even though rarely do any does anyone want to have those conversations. But it's the kind of thing where you learn to live with people and you find out things like that, but children rarely know those answers, and that's why those questions are so important. And that leads to some other things, and I'll talk about that in a second. Well, this is some wonderful stuff and some uh, insight for us to maybe utilize in the next week or two with our loved ones, because I think you're exactly right, Bill. I think we'd, we'd be shocked with some of the assumptions that we, we may have about our loved ones, and having these conversations can help you avoid having those assumptions. You'll have the information that you need. And if you want to find more information about Bill, you can go to WGALaw.com. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, or if you want to find more information about Bill's free webinars, go to WGALaw.com. Com. If you want to learn more about the webinars, go to uh, click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Bill has two webinars that he's putting on on Wednesday, January 12th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. A wonderful free opportunity for you the second Wednesday of every month to learn more from Bill. Again, the next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, January 12th. Be sure to go to WGA Law. Dot com and click on the seminars button to learn more. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're discussing important conversations and observations to be making with loved ones over the holidays. And, Bill, this has been jam-packed with some really good information and advice. Well, okay, so let's talk about these conversations, and let's say that um, you're talking to your parents, and 
your parents say something that almost everybody says. I mean, not everyone. Uh, people are different in terms of their goals and things. But let's say they, they make a pretty common choice. I want to stay at home until I die. You make damn sure <laughs> that I don't ever get placed outside this home. You make sure I get to stay at home until I die. I'm, I'm, I am digging in my heels right here. Uh, so th that is my goal. All right. All right. So what does that lead to? Well, Mom, what if you run out of money? What if there's no money to keep you at home? Because the fact is, staying at home is, quite frankly, the most expensive choice. And unless Mom moves in with you or you move in with Mom, uh, if you will, uh, having people come in and have caregivers uh, help you attend to your needs um, is the most expensive care. And, and if you require 24-7 care, that can easily be $20,000, $25,000 a month or more. So guess what? Un unless your parents have a ton of money, uh, and not just necessarily property, but a ton of income, and a ton of liquidity, and, and by liquidity that means cash or resources that can be ver converted to cash very quickly, like stock market portfolios and things like that. Uh, not generally real estate or business interests or things like that. So um, uh, the fact is, is that long-term care issues generally require liquidity, a lot of liquidity, because even, uh, I mean, a lot of folks can't even afford the basic assistance that might be three or four or five thousand dollars a month uh, without running out of money. So, in essence, what I'm getting at is that healthcare conversations lead into money conversations, and that can be extremely helpful too in terms of okay, then it, if you need, um, you know, and that's also an information situation, too, because most people have um, ideas about where money can come from, and they're absolutely wrong, okay, about where that might happen. There are a lot of folks that still believe the myth that if they give all their property away, and they need care that the government will take care of them, that there's some program out there that will help them. And that is so untrue. In fact, most people cannot get care unless they need nursing care, which is the one thing they never want to do. But, and quite frankly, that's one reason why our webinars are so popular and so helpful is the fact that it teaches people what is available and what's not available to them. And so that's something for everyone to attend at some point so that they get a pretty good picture as to what's out there for them. But, you know, part of it is how much income does mom have uh, or dad? Uh, how much and what, what resources are there uh, for them to take care of them with their money? Because, you know, they don't want to be a burden on you, but at the same time, it's sort of like, well, if I run out of money, you'll you'll take care of me. Is that true? Probably not. And you see, that's you know, it, it is true in some 
families, but in most families, it's not. That's why these conversations are so important. The next uh, conversation, do you have legal documents that will work? Uh, and uh, oftentimes people have not had their legal documents reviewed in 20 years or 10 years, and their circumstances have changed completely. And of course, that right up my alley. Um, but the fact is, most seniors do not have an adequate general durable power of attorney. I talk about this all the time. Uh, but they, you know, people are optimists. It's like, oh, well, I'll never need it. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to have that problem. And of course, uh, uh, the fact is, is that most people actually do need assistance where someone else has to act as their agent, whether it's a, a financial agent or a healthcare agent. I mean, all of us have times where somebody else has to act on our behalf. Having the right documents in place is huge. Of course, another legal document that can be used um, by uh, folks that is their last will and testament. And it's not all about, I want to leave my property to my spouse or my children. It's about how can I do it to protect my spouse? So instead of, so for a lot of folks, instead of having a will that says, I leave everything to my spouse, it's I leave everything for my spouse in trust where Junior is in charge of it, manages it, and takes care of Dad if I should die first. Um, and so trusts in a will can be very protective, work with Medicaid, no five-year look back, no sanction or penalty for creating it, and it works beautifully. And we do that all the time. But guess what? It means that you have to sign a new, different will to accomplish that goal. And sometimes you have to move property around to make your um, goals work as well. So it's all about what are you trying to accomplish and then how to you get there. So you, you form your goals and then, okay, what are the mechanisms that we can use to reach those goals. And part of it is having the right legal documents in place, the right financial plan in place, and uh, to where it all works together. So, uh, and, and then, then the other pieces to the pot, it's not all about legal documents and finances, it's also about family relationships. How can family members help out either personally uh, seeing about you, calling you, monitoring you. Uh, sometimes you can't be there, but you live miles away, but you can have a video camera system set up. It's very inexpensive today to where you can monitor mom to make sure she hasn't fallen, she's not on the floor and those kind of things. And oftentimes those kinds of precautions and those kinds of things can uh, keep you at home for years longer than you might be able to do without that kind of assistance. And that's one of the reasons that I talk about families, particularly when the children are not part of your daily life, having an independent life care manager, also called a geriatric care manager, because they are really good at looking at your home, recommending changes to your home, and knowing what resources are available to you. So between geriatric 
care managers and elder law attorneys who know how these legal documents work for you. And these are different from what most attorneys know what to do for you. So anyway, those are some things that you can do that might make a huge difference for you this holiday. And if you want to get a hold of an elder law attorney, get a hold of Bill, go to WGALaw.com. There you can schedule an appointment to speak with him, or you can also call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000, or WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, or if you're interested in attending one of Bill's free webinars, learning more about the subjects of long-term care assistance, financial assistance that may be available to you, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, go to WGALaw.com. Dot com and click on the seminars button to learn more or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We are out of time for today, but we hope you'll join us again next weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day. <music>